0: Ivy knows best. All right, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Ivy Knows Best once again. Um on this wonderful, wonderful episode, man. I wanna just take some time before we get started and start really um digging into you know, the questions that I have today. I just wanna take time to say thank all everybody. Thank everybody around the world um who's been taking time to take a listen to me here on Ivy Knows Best. You're amazing. And without any of you, um, it wouldn't be possible for me to make such great content and have such great conversations. So, you know, round of applause for yourself. And uh, thank you all for the wonderful messages and things of the sort. It keeps me going. It really does. So um, what I do want to get into today, let's go ahead and, you know, jump right into it because I had some questions, man. I've had quite a bit of questions for a lot of people. And this really derives from a lot of the things that have been going on as of late, um, obviously with the George Floyd situation, the Breonna Taylor situation, and uh, anyone else who's ever been a victim of, of uh, police brutality, or um, anyone else who's ever done anything for the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, and, and those who stand with us, and even those who oppose, uh, who oppose what we stand for, um, I, I I have some questions, man, because I realized a couple things. Uh, I realized one that as people we're standing together and that is amazingly powerful and that's amazingly understated. Okay. Um, and within the protests and even the riots, um, I've seen a lot of good come of this. All right. I've seen a lot of good come of this, you know, 13, 13 or 14 countries have, uh, have joined the cause and, Every single state here in the United States has joined in in helping us bring attention via protest, especially the peaceful protest. I want to make sure we have a separation and understanding there's a difference between the peaceful protest and the riots that take place, even though, you know, you know, it, it happens. The, you know, riots and the looting and things. We've already went over that before. And I'm not going to dive back into it. We understand that it is a part and a residual of people being unheard for so long. So we understand that we're not going to de- demonize those people. But what we what we are going to do is we're going to separate them, um, not for the sake of those who, of us who do understand, but for the sake of those who don't. Because I don't want the message in the lives of George Floyd and Brianna Taylor and the many like those who who've, you know, succumbed to police brutality or or mishandle or mistreatment to be lost because people choose not to understand. So um, I do see a lot of us standing together in unity. I see a lot of us coming together and positive talk dialogue. I mean, there's been people I've been having conversations with um, that that don't seek to judge, they seek to understand. And I think that's a big part of what we do now. And I think it's a good, especially moving forward, I think it's a good spot to be in moving forward, because police brutality is one issue that does plague minorities and or blacks you know, mainly black folks in this country. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it real here on my channel. So because we know for a fact that this is something that does affect us. um, And now that the world has seen it, I'm glad that more people have, you know, come aboard. We've gained traction, you know, 50 states and 14 countries or so. That's big. That's amazing. So, you know, let's keep up the good fight and let's not give up and let's not let's not let this just be the one time we do this. Let's stay together because the government don't want us to be together in this in this effort. You get us together in this effort, we can change some things, you know, in, in a big way, in a big way. And we can finally start getting towards justice and true reform in our country, you know, and especially when it comes down to the treatment and or the mistreatment of minorities and blacks. OK, that's one. Uh, now, getting into these questions, a question I had uh, just just, you know, just sitting back thinking, you know, after having a conversation with, with a few of my friends and things, and, and I wanted to know this. Um, why in the world do people of the all live, of the all lives matter, right? Ideology, okay? Why don't they understand that black lives matter is a part of all lives, right? I never heard of an All Lives Matter person come out and say anything. I've never heard of an All Lives Matter protest. I've never, ever heard of any of it, right? I've never heard of it. And it seems like the All Lives Matter people seem to also be those who subscribe to the idea that being black is a part of the issue. And when I say that, I say that to say this. If the word black causes the word all to be obsolete in your thinking, then the problem isn't the word. Or, or I'm sorry. Then your ideology isn't really towards all. Your ideology is towards all but black. You see what I'm saying? It's exclusive. So, so you're going to exclude the black lives if you get if you're getting upset that someone's coming out saying. That black lives do matter. And it doesn't make sense to me. And I've always wanted to know why do y'all get mad about that? Why do y'all take time out of your day to ignore the fact that all and black, or I'm sorry, that black is a part of all? And you can't have all without black. So that means every time a life is taken, or anytime there's an injustice done towards a certain, so towards people, period you should be having rallies. You should be having peaceful protests. You should have something to say because at the end of the day, there is a problem afoot with all people. Okay. All right. And then on top of that, weaponizing all to exclude black is the biggest part of the problem. Okay. Just because we're saying the black lives matter doesn't mean that we're saying that that all the rest of them don't. Cause truth be told, this isn't a black and white thing. This is a black and racist thing. This is a black and racist law thing. Okay, the the what what, what we're fighting is years and years and years and years of systematic racism, and systematic oppression that was set up to keep people um, downtrodden and and in, in, in a bad way. That's what this is truly about. And and not to take away that not to take away from the deaths that have taken place in order for this to come to fruition, but that's the overall fight, okay? Weaponizing laws and and using them to keep a certain demographic down and going unheard for so many years, that's the problem. So why is it that if you know that this is something that's going on, Mr. and Mrs. All Lives Matter, why in the world are you not protesting alongside? Even if you don't agree with the looting, why are you not out there in the protest? Because a piece of all is black, which we've already desc- described. So why are you not out there on the front lines with us? I don't understand. That. Maybe somebody can, you know, you know, contact me and let me know why that's why that is the case. You know, next question. And the next question I had... <laughs> It's one that really just um, it really just 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 uh, didn't sit well with me recently. OK. Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, just came out and admitted that the NFL handled players protesting racial injustice incorrect incorrectly. Right. And what I don't understand and the question I have for that, for anybody who might know is, Mr. Goodell, what took you so long? What part of we're being racially discriminated against and treated a certain way, was, what, what part of that wasn't good enough when there was no destruction or looting or protesting? What part of that wasn't enough? What part of that wasn't enough when you saw what happened in Ferguson? You know, or what happened in Baltimore? After those after those two major deaths, after what happened with Trayvon Martin down in Florida, like like all the all these things happened, and you still put or 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 had rules put in place where you can you try to control the way these men uh, went about protesting inequality. So much so that we have a quarterback by the name of Oswald, we know Colin Kaepernick who doesn't have a job. Because he's been blackballed from the league because he's been kept from from uh, from from doing something. What what part what made it how much money did you have to lose for this to become a reality to you? Like what hit what what hit the light switch for you to make you go, man, this really was something that they were telling the truth about. And why would it take, like we just said, 50 states? Multiple nations, a bunch of destruction, economic almost. Uh, I mean, teetering the economy to make you realize, okay, you know what, we did something wrong. And, and here's here's my thing, and I and this this is why I say nope, because I kind of have a, have an answer for my own question, but I just want you know, I just I just wonder why, because my my thought pattern is this: it starts affecting your pockets now because a lot of businesses that you're in bed with support the Black Lives Matter movement your Amazons, your Hulu, Netflix, I mean, Nike, I could go on for days. Other sports leagues all have come out and said, we stand by our black athletes, our black supporters, our our black business partners, and we stand with them in a fight against inequality and racism. So, Mr. Goodell, why did it take that kind of measure to cause you to pay attention was Colin speaking up and kneeling not enough for you maybe it wasn't maybe maybe you know Freddie Gray's death wasn't enough for you maybe Mike Brown's death wasn't enough for you you know Breonna Taylor's death wasn't enough for you and all those who subsequently happened prior to that who I haven't even named all right like like why, why are we at that point where you don't want to admit that you're wrong about something that you ignored? Why can you not come out and not not just say, oh, we're wrong, Say hey, I ignored the plight of the African Americans who not only support my league, but keep my league running, but keep but also keep me paid because they keep the fans in the stands for the other for the 32 organizations which I represent. Now, one NFL owner has come out and said that they support the movement. I haven't heard one. And if, if there's one, then I apologize. But I haven't heard one. But I, all, but I also understand that people are mighty quiet about it. The NBA has come out as a league, as an organization, saying, no, 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 we're with it. The commissioner came out a long time ago. Actually, the commissioner showed you how to handle a racist owner whenever uh, Donald Sterling was in there. Donald Sterling said one thing about African-Americans, knowing good and well, the NBA is made up predominantly of African-Americans, somewhere probably around the tune of 85 percent or so. And they were like, "Nah, we're not doing that. You, you're you not going to do that. You're not going to say a daggone word. They voted him out quickly. Got him out of there. But the NFL teeter back and forth and 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 volley with the issue and and some people were upset people were booing oh we lost viewership because of this you lost viewership because you're bringing awareness to an issue now you don't have a choice because you've come out and you've said that you support it so now those viewers who choose not to listen or choose not to watch or choose not to tune in every Sunday or Monday or Thursday to watch your programming Right. You still have to run your programming with them in mind or without them in mind because you support the cause. Let's see how true you are with that. Because for the betterment of five to six years, you know, with the whole Colin Kaepernick issue, you've been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Oh, that's not why he's in. He's not in the league. But now you're going to admit that you were you know wrong for the way you handled it I think it's a little too it's too little too late and while we're talking about the NFL Drew Brees my mother my mother always said this and you know what my father said it too you want to pay attention to the first thing someone says because that's truly how they feel and what they mean okay Drew Brees is from Texas all right he's from right here in Texas I'm not surprised that Drew Brees feels feels the way he feels I'm not surprised. I don't care how many apologies Drew Brees throws out. My question to Drew Brees is, since we're talking about questions, is where was your PR person? How are you not aware that you're going to be asked the question? And even if you weren't aware, how do you not know how to answer a question like that? Even if even if your motives, which I'm glad you're true about your motives. So we're not fooled. We're not. None of us are fooled. None of us are, uh, are are out in the woods about it. We know. But why in the world would you not look at your teammates left and right? Why would you not even? This goes to show me that Drew Brees probably hasn't called a single one of his teammates since this started. This tells me that Drew Brees, and, Noah, and not only him, but just spe- specifically him for the, for the sake of this conversation, but people within that organization haven't talked. Or having spoken to their prominent black players. And asked how they felt. In which a lot of them are social justice leaders. So how in the world do you benefit off of them? Right? But you don't check on them when something like this befalls them. Because you don't know how this makes people feel. May- maybe, may- just Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe I'm looking at it. Maybe I'm looking at it a little bit uh, a little bit more open than I should. Maybe I should just kind of have it open and shut. All right, Drew said what he said. We know where Drew's at. Drew's canceled. Don't buy no more Drew, Drew Brees merchandise. Don't mention him. Don't support him. He'll probably go into the Hall of Fame. More than likely. It's a good chance he's going to the Hall of Fame. But just know, Drew Brees never had African Americans at the forefront of his of his uh, of his mind, or the forefront of of uh, supporting them. He never supported them at all. He used them to to catch, you know catch footballs and run touchdowns, but that's about it. Who knows, right? And um, you know, I you know, and I also had another question, and this is uh, moving on from Drew Brees in, in the NFL. that's a loaded thing for another time. I definitely want to know this. I want to know how long before, and this is government, how long before you realize that you need to sit down with prominent leaders and African-American communities around the world and start coming up with legislature to, to fend off and ward off these same issues over and over and over again, right? Like when, like, when are you going to, when are you going to sit down and say, hey, look, you know what? Um, in such and such black city, such as Baltimore City and Washington, D.C., who, by the way, has done a, an amazing job showing uh, the orange man over in the White House exactly what, what they believe in and what we all believe in. And that's the Black Lives Matter by putting it on the street, directly adjacent to the White House on the road to the White House and change the name of the street to Black Lives Matter Plaza. So I want to definitely give it give a round of applause there. When are you going to when are you going to talk to to those people? When, when are the when are the when the legislatures, when are the people who create these legislative items and laws are when are they going to sit down, have a conversation with these leaders and go, hey, you know what? Here's what we're going to do moving forward. Here's the training we're putting forward. Here's the process of weeding out the negative people that we're going to put it put forward because a lot of these different photos of these cops that keep coming up that that are white supremacist are on their social media accounts. Which means we need to do a stricter job policing. The selection process for those who who do the policing no longer is a four year degree or, or a want to be a cop enough because we have to understand you're going to be dealing with different demographics. You're going to be di- dealing with different people. You're going to be summons to different neighborhoods and different cultures live in those neighborhoods or have been living in those, those neighborhoods for years. And there's ways to conduct yourself and ways to not. Okay? Because everyone's taught to have respect for the law. But at the same time, when you're a lawman, who's teaching you to respect the people? Because not everything you do requires um deadly action you know so i want to know how long is that going to take you know what are we looking at 30 days or or do we need to continue on the road that we're on because i mean to be honest this is a really constructive for the first i've been alive for 31 years of my life and this is the first time i can honestly say that i've seen a multitude of people united for one thing globally globally. Okay. Now I'm not, and and I'm going to use one country, for example, Ireland. I've never seen a black Irishman right now. I'm not saying they don't exist. What I'm saying is I've never met one. And the time that I've ever been in Ireland, I've seen nothing but white people, but here's the thing. The Irish did a, a, um, a black lives matter protest that was peaceful. And it was based around a demographic of people that don't even exist as anywhere near close to their majority. And that's and that was in Ireland. They did the same thing in London. So what's it going to take? What is it going to take for someone to step up, including the president? When is the president going to step up and say, hey, look, all right. Here goes the laws that are going to change. Now, I'm pretty sure he's not going to. I'm pretty sure he's not going to. But I know for a fact that there has to be somebody within that within that realm, within that within shouting distance of the president who can affect some laws, who can come out and speak to some people. And make some things happen. I'm interested in seeing how long that takes. Another another question I, I definitely wanted to I want to have an answer to. And I want all of my all my Trump supporters uh, and or Republicans or people who, you know, spend time watching Fox News. uh, How long before Fox News really details that this regime and this this current um, commander in chief is possibly the worst thing for the people, the people? are not at all pleased with what's going on. And Fox, you can make this about, you know, left wing, right wing all you want. You can make this about politics all you want. But the reality is this, if there's if there is social injustice, and the only thing that you can do is talk about how we're all God's children. And all you can talk about is what's wrong with this side and how this side is doing that and how this side that we're on is not none of that is conductive. If you really want unity, then unite behind the cause. Don't defend ignorance. And report the actual news, report the fact that your president is sitting behind a computer or on his phone on Twitter. He may or may not come out for a speech. Here and there, but he's not walking the streets. He's not visiting places. He's not making sure the people in this country are taken care of. How long is it going to take for you to realize that this is not what we need in a leader? This is why it's important that we go out and we vote, you know, as a people, as an American people. This is why the system needs to be fixed. The two party system does not work. okay. and that's it. Mind you, that's another situation for another time. The two-party system running the presidency being the face of a nation does not work. Now look, I'm not saying that we didn't have these issues prior to this president because we did. We definitely did. We had them during Obama's era. We had them all. we've had them ever ever since you know blacks and minorities have been free in this country to assimilate or be a part of culture uh, by law as we speak. We've had that. So we know for a fact that since blacks and Asians and Mexicans or Spanish, or people of Spanish or Hispanics, um, Samoans, Pacific Islanders of all sorts, if you came to this nation, you were able to go to any school you wanted. We know for a fact that we've had these problems since then. So nobody has fixed it at all. So why are we not highlighting that that's been that, that that's been ignored? But we know for a fact that this is happening. We need somebody that's going to speak the truth. We need somebody. And this is why these type of platforms that I'm on, this type of platform I'm on, right? The podcast game or people on the radio or, or, or voices, people on YouTube. People, this is why social media is so powerful, because you can change the world with your, with your views. The things you say can change the world. And we're in the middle of changing the world now. We just need somebody to come out and tell the truth and say, hey, look, this isn't working. And the reason why this isn't working is because it's, it's two parties who are in bed together. Both sides are in bed because neither one of them has done anything for minorities, to be honest with you. It's just one has done a little bit more for minorities than the other. One's just more open about it than the other. I'm just going to be honest about that. That's just my opinion. It might not be popular, but it's true. It's proven. How long is it going to take, you know, how long is it going to take now for all my people out there that are, that are listeners, please continue. Let's continue this unity, man. It's beautiful. It is so amazing to watch blacks and whites hand in hand, Hispanics hand to hand, all of us hand in hand walking down these streets. And for all, for all those people who are, who are coming against it, who, who I've seen so many people on the internet. Um, just you know, raising all kind of raising all kind of hell. I mean, people with chainsaws chasing people off their front, off the front of their steps. You know, saying this type of stuff. Like, look, look, let's stop all that. Let let's stop that. Let's look at the fact that human decency is now coming to the forefront. Equality and justice is coming to the forefront, and let's push for that. Let's push for that. As entertaining as these conversations are, and as much as I love having these conversations with you all. I really would prefer to have a conversation about how we traversed all these issues. How the people, how the people changed the course of history when politicians kept us from doing so. When a corrupt government was 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 keeping us from doing from doing what we were supposed to do. These laws were not set up for us to, for us to succeed. Okay? So I don't want anyone to think that by being a law-abiding citizen, that you can avoid these situations. You, I mean, you could probably curtail them for a good portion of your life. You could probably avoid them for a good portion of your life, but they're going to come back to you and it's going to come back to the same thing. So now we have, we have a point now where we got everybody's ear. Let's talk about all the issues that are truly the issues and let's push forward. And let's get things fixed. Because as soon as you get things fixed for all of us, the sooner we can move on to the next set of issues. Because believe me, this isn't the only one. This is just the most prevalent one as of late. Let's move it, let's move this, let's move this into another, another piece of equality and then another piece of equality until we've gained enough ground to where it's fifty where it's 50 for everybody across the board. So that my kids and and anybody else who has children has the ability to walk these streets. Who has the ability to start their businesses, has the ability to work in places, has the ability to, to do things and not have laws or, or mind frames set up that are meant to keep them from achieving their maximum potential. So I do want to say once again, thank you all very much for giving me y'all ear. Once again, this is amazing. Um, every time I turn this microphone on, every time I talk to you guys. Like I'm, I uh, it's 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 a relief. It feels so amazing. It's a natural feeling. So I do want to thank every single one of y'all for giving me the opportunity to talk to you today. I want to um, shout out all of my sponsors. Uh, can't stop my grind clothing for all your athletic gear. Go check that out. Owner Enterprises, same thing. Uh, gear, hats, hoodies, pants, you name it, they got it. All right, they preach a powerful message, and that message is ownership. Okay. Uh, Royal B cuts down here in Cibolo, Texas. Shout out to them as well. Everybody's out here doing amazing things and being powerful. Um, Anybody who isn't, let's get on the train. Let's start doing that. Okay. Let's start doing it together, you know, cause together we can make, we can make a lot of stuff different. And I thank everybody for standing with us. All right, let's keep standing together. Everybody be in power, be safe and uh, y'all be blessed.